everyone, welcome to the next episode of Westside Tech and Games. This is Jacob. This is Isaac. Um, we're time. It's time to do our next episode. Finally. Uh, today we're gonna go over the top Android slash Apple um, features, just our personal favorites. Features and uh, tips and just all the sort, all the different things you can do with your iPhone and your Android phone that you may not know about. A lot of these are kind of buried in the um, the settings. You can sometimes you can find them pretty easily, but often you just have to go digging, and often you can really find some good features. There's an awful lot of stuff that people just don't know about or don't use that is is super useful. So that's what this episode's all about. All right, I'm gonna start this one off. Uh, this is a one. This is one that I think a lot of people know about but don't use. Uh, hands-free Google Assistant or Siri. Set that up as soon as possible. It takes just a little while in settings. Sometimes you have to give it some some sample sounds, but it, it takes like a minute, and you just have to set it up. It's so useful. It's hey Siri and hey Google. Yeah. Depending, obviously. I think we've set off both of our phones. Um, but you, so many people don't use this, and it's just so useful to not even have to pick up your phone. You just... Say it and it goes. It's wonderful. It's like having an Amazon Echo or something like that all the time. And it's pretty good. Uh, back when they had the iPhone 6, you had to have it plugged in and it, it barely worked. That, I didn't work. That really. was annoying. It, it was pretty terrible. But now it's it, it's much, much better. Yeah, on the iPhone 8 and I assume the later ones, it's just great. It, it's almost instant. So you got one? All right, mine, I have two actually to do with the camera. First one, um, with my Pixel, if you double press the uh, power button, it pops up the camera um, pretty that, quickly. That might apply to Samsung or OnePlus or other yeah. companies as well. Um, so I really like it. It vibrates too when you pop it up. Um, it's just super convenient. You don't have to go looking for the, um, the app, you know, press, go into your phone, hit the app. You can just quick double tap, even if it's closed and bang you're in the camera um my other camera one so if you're in the camera actually in the app and you double twist your phone um it will switch between the selfie camera and the exterior camera you make it like a double sh almost a rotating yeah, shaking you, you motion. shake the phone twice pretty aggressively and it will um pop between cameras it'll switch from the, the selfie camera i actually the... i just found out about this earlier today when i was just searching through the um, searching through the settings and <laughs> trying to find stuff to do in this. It's it's really really pretty good. Um, I'm pretty pretty pleased with that. I have one that's actually similar to that um, on an iPhone, and I think on Android phones there's an equivalent. But from the lock screen, if you just swipe right, um, or you can get to the same screen once the phone's unlocked by swiping down from the top and then swiping right, it goes straight to the camera. You don't have to unlock your phone you don't have to do anything and it just opens it right up i feel like this is kind of an obvious one but a lot of people don't use it and it's, it's just so useful if you see something and you need to take a picture real quick you just wake your phone up and swipe right and it just goes but it's even faster to just press the double press the uh, power button yeah, even yeah. if it's closed you don't have to do anything no, well, like, okay android okay next up is well this applies to iphones and android phones i guess but set your, uh, on iPhone it's called Control Center, on Android it's called uh, Quick Settings. Set those shortcuts, 
um, on iPhones is the settings when you swipe up from the bottom and the shortcuts, set those to something useful. Like just, the default ones are, are fine, but they're in settings you can set like low power mode to go there. There's tons of them. There's screen recording. There's just so many different things that, I mean, you wouldn't even know exist if you don't go looking for them. But, like I have dark theme on mine. Dark theme is just turns everything that's white black, um, and it actually can be used to save battery if you don't want to turn your battery saver on. Right. So with an OLED screen, like on the Pixel, it only lights up the individual pixels that need to be running at the time. So if you have dark mode on, everything is darker. So it's burning less energy because it's literally not lighting up as many pixels. So. That's useful. That, I think that applies on uh, the iPhone 10, 10s and 11. Um, so there's, yeah, just set those to useful things. I think I have mine set to like, low power mode there. I have a camera shortcut there. I have all sorts of stuff down there. I think I have uh, notes so I can just quick open up a note and start typing without having to dig through the app. So really, really useful stuff. All right, my next one has something to do with the quick settings as well. Um, so with the Pixel, there's the fingerprint scanner on the back. At least with the Pixel 2. Yeah. If you swipe that down, then it pops up your quick settings and your notifications down from the top of the screen. Um, that's pretty convenient. Without ha You can do it without even touching your screen, which is yeah, sweet. You don't, you don't need to touch the screen at all. Um, just swipe once, it shows a few of the... Um, the settings, and then swipe again, and it pops up the entire the whole quick settings bank. Window. Yeah, and you can get to you have your set to have flashlight there. Mine has that too. Um, brightness, bright. Just, there's a brightness meter too. All sorts of stuff. But that's on iPhone by default. You can't even get rid of that. See, yeah. iPhones are better. Uh, okay. We're gonna have an episode on that eventually. Yeah, that's just a personal favorite of mine. Uh, it's the fingerprint scanner. I like it that it's on the back. But you don't actually use it. I don't really use it too much, but it's good because you can just, you grab it and then your hand's already back there. You don't need to put your thumb in a certain spot. Your hand is already around the phone. So it's it's more convenient in my opinion. Yeah, and just quick note, please, please use some sort of a passcode or touch ID or something. Or on new phones, it's face ID. But don't leave your phone unlocked like Jake does. Yeah. Just just don't. You gotta have something. And Touch ID is so fast on new iPhones, there's really no reason not to. But that's my little rant for the day. Alright, next up we have the many ways to activate Google Assistant. Uh, there, there are so many of them. It's, it's crazy. My first one is the squeeze function. So On Pixels. On Pixels specifically, yeah. You squeeze the bottom half of the phone and it pops up Google Assistant and then you just start talking. Um, you can squeeze it, like you can change the settings so that you have to squeeze really hard or super light. Um, I've noticed that if it's lighter, then I, when sometimes when I just pick up my phone, it'll activate. And so you have it set to a, a bit of a firmer. Yeah. Kind of in the middle is the best, obviously. But, um, so that's one way. Another way is, Hey Google is as I activate my phone. Um, nice. we've already talked about that. Um, there's a button on the search bar, which you just press to activate. From the home screen. From the home screen. Uh, that's pretty quick. 
I usually just squeeze it. And then you can hold down the home button if you have your three button configuration at the bottom. Right, instead of having the gesture configuration yeah. like Samsung's doing. Um, you just hold that down for about a half second and it pops up. It's a little ridiculous how many different ways there are. It, it's but. just Android and Android 10, there's so many different ways to do simple things. Yeah. And it's it's really nice. I, I just like that. So. What's your next one you got? Oh, uh, let's see. How about, this one's a little bit, um, this one's pretty iPhone specific, but, well, I guess this applies to both. When you, when you're using different apps like uh, Google Maps or Gmail instead of uh, Apple's stock Maps app and uh, uh, Mail Client, just it, it's fine to use other apps. In fact, I recommend them. D Apple's stock configuration is is pretty terrible for email and their Maps app. While it's getting better is not great. It's not nearly as so, good as Google Maps. I'd still recommend Google Maps all the time. And it, really any email client you're using. Just use it, Gmail. It's, it's, just, it's just better. Yeah, Gmail's great if you have a Gmail account, obviously, and I think it's good even if you have any other kind of email account. Anyway, when you use those, don't just download them and then click on them when you need them. Go into settings and set those as your default Maps app and your default email app that just simplifies everything and you never have to bother with apples again you can just stick it in a folder and don't think about it but if you leave it as if you leave apple's email app as your default now you're constantly having to you know you click on a link it sends you to apple email oh great now i gotta back up copy the link and go to gmail with it so it's just so much easier and same with maps just set it as your default oh like it's just one extra step and it makes your life a whole lot easier Okay, next up, this one's a little bit, this might be iPhone specific, but I'm not certain. Um, in settings, th there's no easy way to access the equalizer. There is an equalizer built into iOS. If you don't know what that is, it, it lets you adjust the sound of your music to be just how you want it. So you can adjust bass and treble and all sorts of things. There is no like nitty gritty equalizer where you can adjust individual frequencies and things like that. But there is an equalizer setting under settings and then music. So you can set it to you know, boost the bass or set it up for vocals specifically. And I don't know if this is on Android as well. Yeah, I'm not sure. So it's, it's kind of hard to get to. It's a lot of work to get to. But if you really want your music to sound really good for some reason, if it's on good headphones or Bluetooth or whatever, you can set it and it sounds really good. So... That one's pretty specific. Oh, and while you're at it, um, on iPhones, turn on sound sound check. Yeah, sound check. That looks through all the music you have downloaded on your phone and sets the maximum minimum volume to be equal for each song. That way, one song isn't louder than another, even though you have the volume set the same. So is that on Pixel 2? I'm not sure. I don't know. No, okay. All right, so my uh, next one is also has something to do with music. So there's a now playing feature on, I think it's just Android. Yeah, um, I think it's available on Samsung So too. you'll have your phone sitting and there'll be music playing wherever you happen to be. And using Wi-Fi or data, it will show on the lock screen or just when your phone is off, what song is playing by what artist. Um, 
dots. So it's a widget on your on your. Uh, it's a widget screen on and, your and on your home screen. Home screen, but it will also just show up on your lock screen and when your phone is off by where the percentage your battery percentage is. This is a personal favorite because sometimes you'll just be anywhere and it's just plain cool. It's just awesome. It's it's really good, and you can also have a widget and you'll. You can just press the widget and it'll immediately start listening if for some reason it's not. Um, it's just it's just great. Sometimes you just ask, you can say, Siri, what song is this? Or you can just look at your phone and there will be. So, yeah, that's the sort of stuff I wish the iPhone did more of. I just really like it. It's, it's pretty, pretty sweet. So speaking of widgets, um, I've gotten, I mentioned on the last podcast that I have an iPhone 8, which I just got, and one of the upgrades from the iPhone 6 is that it comes with 3D Touch, which, if you don't know what that is, you can long press or hard press on the screen, and it'll detect the pressure that you're pressing at, and it'll do different things. So, even though the iPhone doesn't have um, home screen widgets in the sense that Android does, where you just have a, a set box that shows the same thing every time, if you long press on certain apps on... The home screen using 3d touch it will pop up like uh, almost a, a widgets menu or a quick menu so like if i hold down on the youtube app it'll show shortcuts to my my channels that i've subscribed to and just all different things or if you hold down on google maps it'll show the you know estimated time to, to get home or things like that um, with android you just hold down anywhere there's not an app on the just page normal page and it pops up a widgets you press the widgets and then you can set what you want where depending on what apps you have out on to your home screen that's pretty cool but i don't know i just think it's really neat that you can 3d touch on things and yeah android has a, a version of this it too. has a, a smaller version it appears it's you, not it's not as in-depth because you can just use widgets just set like them normally to permanently be on anyway just try long pressing on all the apps on your home screen. They do all sorts of different things and it's really neat. Okay, I got one more. So th this applies to both iPhones, Android phones, anything. Or you know, really almost any electronic device. Everybody likes to put a case on their phone or almost everybody does. I mean, phones are designed, they look nice, but really you wanna protect it. But what a lot of people do is buy a case that's completely overkill you know you don't need to chances are you don't need to buy the biggest most ridiculous a bulletproof otter, case yeah basically. the otter box you know humvee edition or whatever with rubber flying everywhere yeah you don't need to have just grips like a bunker hun. for your phone chances are only buy as much case as you really need now get a screen protector by all means screen protectors you can't do too much get tempered glass, get whatever, because the screen is so fragile. But based on what your phone is actually made of, chances are you don't need too ridiculous a case. Um, like, I had a, a really, really beefy case on my last phone, which and it was good. My phone never broke. I only dropped it maybe twice on concrete, and it was fine. You know, it's pretty much bulletproof. But... One thing that really annoyed me about it is now my phone is completely encased in plastic and rubber and all, all this protection, and it heats up really fast. 
And when electronics heat up, the computer realizes this and slows down. So my phone would just run it really, really low speeds, and I'd find myself taking the case off all the time to get the phone to run at a decent speed when I'm playing a game or using... That tells you you have too beefy of a case. You, Yeah, chances are that's too much. Now, maybe you drop your phone a lot, and, like, really a lot. I, ho I hope not. I hope you're no. not one of those people. But if you drop your phone a lot, fine. Buy a ton of case. Just encase your phone in rubber. Make it as... Make it invincible. But chances are you don't need that. And with what your phones are made of today, you know, the iPhone 8 has a glass back, which breaks easily. But I have a slim case on it right now. It has a transparent back. It's like plexiglass. It's not plexiglass, but it's a clear plastic back. And it has rubber bumpers around the edge. And I have a tempered glass screen protector on it. And it's great. I mean, Jake's phone doesn't even have a screen protector. No, I don't, I don't even have one. Which I don't recommend. But I got a, a case with a clear back just so I could admire how good the phone looks. Because today's phones, if you haven't noticed, look really good. If you have your phone completely encased, just take the case off and look at it a little bit. It's really, they're really well designed. So, yeah, don't buy too much case. Buy as much case as you need, and anything more, chances are, slowing down your phone. All right, thanks for listening to this episode of the Westside Tech and Games podcast. Um, Hope you guys are all staying home, staying healthy, um, waiting for all this coronavirus to be over. Happy Easter. If you have any tips for um, our next episode, make sure to leave a voice comment on Anchor, and we'll make sure to listen. And yeah, catch you on the next one.